This is WMNF Tampa. Hey, it's Lindsay from the Caribbean Cruise, where we play all Caribbean music from the classics to the latest. Every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on WMNF 88.5, online at WMNF.org or through the WMNF mobile app. Support for WMNF and Live Music Showcase comes from listeners like you and Generations Cosmetic and Family Dentistry. This modern dental office provides both routine and complex treatments, including improving smiles. More at gendentistry.com. This is Live Music Showcase here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. We're live in studio today with none other than the eclectic, the fusion, the vibey Ant Hill Cinema. Yeah. Take it away, you guys.
Live Music Showcase here on 88.5. We're live in studio with Ant Hill Cinema. That was um, killer, to say the least, Thanks, I think. Man. I'd like to think of a better adjective, but I can't think straight right now. You kind of melted my, my brain a little bit on that one. What's the next song called? Well, that, that song was called Montage Music, and it's off the new record. Everything we're going to play today is from the new record, Everyone Has Anxiety. That song was written by Mark, <clears throat> our keyboard player. Yes. Matt Mayhew, as he is known to the masses. Fantastic. You want to tell him about it? Yeah, um, that first song, uh, the instrumental on the record, uh, was a long time in the making. Uh, it came from an actual dream that I had. Um, it was just me in the sky, floating, playing checkers on a table with David Bowie. <laughs> and we were just like chatting, and I, it was like a casual interview almost. And while David Bowie is like totally kicking my butt at checkers, I'm like, stop paying attention to the game. And I'm asking questions, and then he's just like, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. Uh, and he gets up, and he's like, well, laddie, it's my time. And he just starts floating away, and I'm like, bye, David Bowie. And then I woke up, and I'm like, I'm going to write a song about all that. And that's what that was. Oh, Montage man. music. I, uh, I love that. I can't <laughs> wait to dive into a little bit more of the kind of... The, the, your dreams sound like so much fun. I know, I never have cool dreams like that. I, I can't wait to talk a little bit more about those dreams uh, <laughs> at the half of the show. As is with every episode on this show, uh, we get to the half, we do a little bit of an interview with the band and get to know them and who they are and who they are as musicians and people and all that stuff. We're going to dive into that in just a little bit. But first, let's hear the next song. All right. This next song is called Don't Hide Your Love. It's about um, some struggles I had with my voice last year. Uh, and I wrote an apology letter to it. So here we go. Don't Hide Your Love. Baby, stay here with me. Stay 
Live music showcase here on 88.5 WMNF. We're live in studio with Ant Hill Cinema. Mm -hmm. That song is so cool. It's just cool. Thanks, man. There's not too many adjectives I want to use for that one. What's the next one called? Uh, The next one was written by Jason and myself, mostly by Jason. And uh, it's called Over, Under, Far, and Near. That's something I really like about you guys is that you're, you're like collaborative songwriters and there's more than one like principal songwriter in the band too. Yeah. We'll definitely get into that in a little bit. Let's hear this next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never save no tangible neither refugee versus loyal
You're listening to Live Music Showcase here on 88.5. Ant Hill Cinemas live in studio with us today. You may not believe that they're live in studio with us today because of just how stellar this is sounding, in my opinion, frankly. Uh, but they are. They're live in studio. And if you don't believe me, you can go to our Facebook page, WMNF's Live Music Showcase, and join in on the fun and the live stream in there. We've got a full video production live stream going on this week and every week uh, at WMNF's Live Music Showcase on Facebook. So go ahead and check out the page and like it and follow it so that you can get notifications every time we go live, which is every Friday at 2 p.m. Yeah. All right. What was that song about? Tell me about it. Yes, on. <laughs> what, is that? what is that song? Is that the, that's the that single, um, just a just deep a, exhale. It's, it's, it was kind of an exercise in, um, in just writing uh, subliminal messages into lyrics. The melodic material kind of presented itself in kind of a middle ground okay. idea, and we were able to sort of work it out into, um, into a series of subliminal messages. Yeah, and Jason, you have a background in like classical guitar, among other things, yeah. as well, and maybe composition as well? Uh, music theory. Music theory, yeah. just in general. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we're, this is, um, just, I'm warning the listeners right now, this is going to be a, a music nerd-heavy uh, interview, I think, just a little bit, because mm-hmm. I have a little bit of that background as Thanks, well. Thanks, bro, so. appreciate it. I'm going to try... To avoid, I just say it as as, a, as one myself. Frankly, I'm I'm getting into all of the uh, the movements, and I'm going to try very hard to not go into the deep end and bore the uh, the non music theory people out there. But it's going to be set fun. a record for how many l- listeners we can lose. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they're dropping by the second. But no, stick around. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have a, a nice. Not too music theory heavy episode uh, of uh, interview here. We can change that real quick. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Either that or we'll talk about Jason's love life. No, I'm kidding. We won't do that. The correlation of the two. Yeah, there you go. Now that's fascinating to me, really, honestly. Just the artist in general. But let's hear the you next want to song. Talk about negative harmony, Shoddy. <laughs> let's get inverted. No. Uh, next song I'm I'm terrified of right now. Really. I'm having a little bit of an allergy-ridden day, and it's a very difficult tune to sing. I believe in you. We'll see how it goes. There you go. Just use that particular octave. Yeah. Right there. The whole time. Right. Uh, This song uh, is called Life Happens to All of Us. machine 
That's all right. These things happen. Welcome to Live Music Showcase you did well. here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. We're live here every single week, 2 p.m. every Friday afternoon. Thank you guys for joining us today. Ant Hill Cinema is live in studio with us today. Let's get yeah. down and dirty, you guys. Let's get down to business. Yeah. Oh, oh the spaceship Man. is landing. I love hey, it. Hey, I'm... <laughs> I, I just want to <laughs> apologize to my bandmate Justina. <laughs> I didn't I mean it. to make you laugh there at the last minute there. <laughs> I love yeah. it. it was perfect. See, this uh, is, but I mean, the yeah, the, this is the yeah. The headphones on the move. It's fine. Um, this is uh, one of my favorite things about doing the show is the live aspect of having you know this many band members in the space and like you guys are used to being on a stage in front of a big audience that you can see and talk to and interact with and who are giving you feedback constantly and i know it's very different in this room as you know this is a nice studio it's a very very nice studio but it's very different than being on stage uh as far as the way that you guys write music because i'm dying to know like how does that process start for you guys do you guys have like i obviously multiple individual songwriters in here, very accomplished songwriters in here. Um, do you start with like one piece of one thing that someone brings in and say, hey, like Jason comes in and say, hey guys, I got this this thing I'm working on and then let's all work on it together? Or do you, as the songwriter from inception of that song, have it all put together and go, here guys, here's what you guys play? It, um, it's been different for every album. Yeah? Because um, with, with every record, we kind of know what we want to do with it you sure. know we'll say like all right this record's going to be this this record's going to be that um and every record's been different the the first album i i had written everything because we weren't really like a band yet it was right i did it and found people to play with and then you know we started writing together after that and cycles was mostly mark Ural and i and jason and Vinny joined while we were making that record and threw ideas at it and um but this this record was pretty much it was uh I mean it's kind of a cliche thing to say now but like while we were all in quarantine we were all writing you know, you know I wouldn't call it cliche because at the end of the day that was the reality for the music world everybody yeah everybody I mean, th there was a time when we all were like thinking we were gonna be the cool band like oh we're gonna release a quarantine album bro you know we're gonna show how productive we were <laughs> but like everybody did that you know what I mean a lot of people so. did. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people did that, and some musicians decided, I'm done, and went on and did other things, and some musicians... Smart. Waited. <laughs> they're, the, they're the smart ones. Some musicians waited and used that time to kind of figure themselves out, and then put stuff out after quarantine, and all of yeah. that stuff. So, I mean... We kind of did it all because we, we yeah. did release like a quarantine project that was an album by accident. It was just stuff that we had all written at the house, you know, and we put that out and then we did a hip hop EP that was written during that time. But all this came from like ideas um, that Mark had or I had or Jason had or whomever. And then we sat in a room and, and grinded it out. You know, that part sucks. That part's great. Keep that. Let's throw that away. This song's whack. Let's redo it. And because of that, I, it's my favorite album we've ever done. Um, it feels like the most complete Anne Hill Cinema record, you know, and it's it's all over the place 
compositionally, and I, I love that. So that's kind of how we did this one and how I'd like to always do stuff, you know. Even though I still miss the days of coming into the band room at, you know, 10 o'clock at night with no ideas at all and seeing what happens until the sun comes up. There's yeah. something really magical about that spontaneity. That's my there? favorite way to write, for sure. But we're all, you know, grown and have lives. It's hard now. Yeah. It gets harder as you get older. Yeah. In some cases. Mom won't come pick me up anymore. <laughs> she doesn't make the lunch anymore either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Antil Cinema live in studio with us here on Live Music Showcase. Their new album, Everyone Has Anxiety, is out on all streaming platforms. Uh, are you guys doing hard copies as well? Are you doing vinyl, anything like that? Yeah, yeah we're trying. It's hard, man, because everything... Vinyl is like a seven to eight month wait right now. And it's expensive, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, and nobody wants to do pre-orders when you say you'll get your vinyl in in June. You know, So it's, it's tough, but we will. We do have a big merch drop on our website. Um, that's all out there, you know, of, of album-themed merchandise. But we'll, we will do hard copies when they get here, you know. It sounds like there is a need in the music world right now for more vinyl press companies. Yeah, yeah. that's actually something I've considered doing, and they're, they're very expensive, but mm-hmm. so is vinyl. So, Yeah, you know. yeah, some good friends in Nashville right now just opened up a, a vinyl press factory that's also a venue that's also a restaurant dope they're trying that's to do cool. all three yeah it's, uh, i mean we went through this with there. cycles our last record which cycles was a huge package it's three lps and you know we did a triple gatefold jacket and it's full color and all crazy stuff and that one in 2019 took what did it take like seven months something like that six seven months so. so it's got to be way worse now <laughs> and it is yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have no doubt because everyone, everyone's that everyone that's going to be making music right now is making it. Everyone's like, okay, mm-hmm. everything's good. I got my stuff together. Let's make a record. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, everything's backed up. Absolutely. Not to mention supply chain for the the companies mm-hmm. that make those in the first place. Yeah, vinyl that's, that's itself. made it very tough for yeah. us. You know, because I mean, these days you never really make your money back on a record anyway. But you try. You know, <laughs> you know that's a good point. And I'm curious to know your take on this, Justino, too, because you have. Uh, I mean. To the local music scene, everyone kind of knows who you are through all of the various projects that you do. I mean, the hip abduction, and you play around town with all kinds of other acts as well. Uh, and I'm very curious about your your take on the difference between this project and like hip abduction, for example, because it's it's a very different sound, obviously. Yeah. But in sure. terms of like. You, you know, hip abduction is touring. You guys are playing these very big shows, and you're you're getting a lot of attention online. Um, when it comes to the writing, though, how different is writing with hip abduction compared to writing with Ant Hill Cinema? Um, well, writing with Ant Hill is not difficult at all. Okay, like we—that's something I was actually just talking with a friend about yesterday. Like, our problem is never making the album. Okay, because you know? there's so many ideas and so many things being thrown around all the time. Like, we honestly, man, if we went somewhere for like two weeks, we could probably write an entire record. You know? Wow. Um, that's never hard, but with hip, it's um, hip abduction is very much David News band the sure. singer. He's he's kind of the the principal songwriter, and he's he's what's made that uh, that band what it is. And Matt, the drummer, and Chris contribute quite a bit, but I don't really contribute a whole lot compositionally, so I don't really have to think about it. You know? Gotcha. And it doesn't really bother me. I'm I'm in the band, but I'm more or less a hired gun, like a touring musician. Okay, which is dope. You know, I mean, hip is a lot of fun for me. I get to go on the road and play cool shows and. Uh, we all get along well, but this is very much my, where my creative output goes. So it's not like I have to share it a whole bunch. Gotcha, you know? gotcha. So I have a question for uh, the band in general. Uh, Ant Hill Cinema here, live in studio with us on uh, LMS here. As far as when it comes to the songwriting process, right? We talked about like how you guys bring in everybody, kind of mm-hmm. does their part, and everyone's kind of like respected to 
do that and everyone respects each other's opinions and all of that. Does anyone in the band take that personally when someone hears an idea and they go, I don't really like that? Or is everyone just really objective and it's just kind of focused on the common goal? I don't. I mean, there's, there's times... There's there are things I'm definitely the most stubborn guy in the band. Sure. But <laughs> really, it's, it's why is that? Ever, it's really Do you guys ever agree com- with that? It's, it's just really, you know the most stubborn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's rarely ever compositionally. It's like if we write a song to be like the last track on the record, there's nothing that's going to make me change my mind about that. Ah, <laughs> this is going to be the last track on the record. But compositionally, I don't think we've ever had like a screw you, bro. That part sucks. That part's great. You know? Do you, yeah. I don't think we ever have. Have we? I think the only one on the new record. Uh, that we really seriously considered scrapping from the record at one point was a track called Tron 2. Um, it, was, it was because it originally was an instrumental track that was on our quarantine album, uh, Essential Works by Non-Essential Workers. And um, Great name, by the way. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> it is a great name. Props to your role um, on that name. Yeah, your role, our drummer came up with that. Um, but that song was difficult we had to like stitch together the song and there was a time where we sat in there and you could feel the air just dry up in the room like yeah. god nothing about this is enjoyable right now like it was so hard to for him to write a melody and like these moving parts to it and it was just like a puzzle piece of a song that just came to be but it it ended up being a real really amazing song on the record that is just very unpredictable, but it was a pain to to get to. I I yeah. truly considered that was going to be the one we were going to cut, if anything. But when it started coming together with all the vocals and all the all the extra layers of instrumentation, it it felt right. So that sounds pretty intense. What shifted? What what was the thing that changed that made everyone go, okay, this actually could work? Because it sounds like you guys were like ready to just. Give we it were. Man. That, was, yeah. that was a tough song to make happen. In it. So it wasn't because we didn't like the parts or anything. It was like it just—it never felt like a complete tune, and it's very strange. It's got a lot of polyrhythms going on. I know for me, it came together when I finally figured out the vocals um, of just hours of sitting at the session and just self-hate and being like, "This sucks," and "That sucks," and then finally figuring it out and tracking it and yeah. sending it to the guys and being like this is really cool and that's what kind of brought it to life for me you know because it is a very cool song it doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard no. personally it's a very I don't know what the word would be but yeah, it's, I hate uh, to say unique but it is its own it's it's its own world of a song um, yeah. but yeah when the that's vocals the, time, the vocals State came together State of Shock together, and Cycles was tough yeah. to finish there, were, there have been some moments where we've struggled just trying to find the right balance for a song or a tune that we have but for the most part it's been a pretty pretty smooth process i mean it would have to be because that's how it works in a band it's like everyone's there of their own volition you don't stick around if you're not having a good time at the end of the day we definitely never have like situations with each other where like you know that part sucks bro i don't want to use that you know we've never really had that matter of fact with jason i'm usually pushing to play more of his stuff ah he's the one trying to not do it um (laughs) the face i'm like i don't believe that i want to say to prove this now that Over Under Far and Near is written, Digital Heroin needs to make its way back into our set list. Yep. Ah. The only reason it's not is yep. because of him. <laughs> we want to talk about band war. Okay. I want to play Jason's songs, and he won't let me. Fingers are officially being pointed here <laughs> on Live Music Showcase. I like this. Okay. All right. Why aren't we playing it, Jason? <laughs> we do play it from time to time. It's been a long time. Okay. It's been a long time. But it's yes. just, Jason has an album uh, called Compound Melancholy. The, or the album is called Digital Heroin. His project, Compound Melancholy. And I'm just a huge fan of it, so... 
I want to play that stuff. But to get back to the initial question, we've never had a, <laughs> your music sucks, I don't want to play that. We get yeah. sick of our own tunes, for sure. Well, yeah. who doesn't yeah. at the end of the day? We definitely get like, I don't want to play this anymore. You know? Yeah, and, and then you go and you write something new and you cycle that one out, you cycle yeah. the new one in, and that's the process. And then, you know, next thing you know, you wake up, you're 60 years old, and everything's good. Everything's happy. You've lost some of your hair, you've grown albums. some more elsewhere, and <laughs> yeah, 22 albums later. <laughs> yeah. 22 albums, 64 hours of music, yeah. and... Uh, You'll never get bored. Million less brain cells after uh, <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, so big facts. As far as the the music composition side of this, because this music is complex, especially compared to a lot of what you hear coming out these days, both nationally and locally. And what I mean by complex, I, and I don't mean it's complicated. It's hard to listen to any of that. I don't see it that way, frankly. I think that you guys have really found um, a a fantastic middle ground between groove and composition like melody and harmony composition and movements you're changing keys you're changing tempos you're 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 doing the the things that a lot of songwriters and comp and composers are scared to do in today's day and age with this music so my question is why why do you go that route is that just what comes out Definitely. It's, it's just a lot of influence. Yeah. You know? I think it's a lot of influence, and I, I, I think I speak for all of us. When none of us really think um, like instrument-specific with the way we write, we all think like composers where you know, this part should be piano. What if we put horns here? What, you know, vocal song, instrumental song. And it kind of just goes. You know? um, we're never thinking genre. We're never writing to be complicated or, oh, this part's in four, but it'd be cooler if we put it in seven. You know? we, we never do that. that there's, um, isn't that so tempting sometimes, though, as like... In my mind, tell, tell me if, you're, if I'm wrong about this, but in my mind, in my experience, there's kind of a spectrum for musicians and, and artists in general, really, but especially musicians. And on one end of the extreme end of the spectrum, there are the technical musicians who are just really solid, technically proficient musicians who've got perfect meter, who can, you know, they're the great studio guys, um, but they don't do a whole lot from a creative angle. And again, spectrum is what I mean here. And then the other side is the fully intuitive guys who they never really learned any music theory they play all by ear or maybe they learned in church uh, and, and everything is just by feel and by intuition and everybody somewhere on that spectrum tends to fall but some fall further in one direction and some fall further in another direction Sure, yeah. Does that sound accurate to you yeah, guys? Yeah. We have all of that. Like, Jason has multiple music degrees. Vin, you have a degree, right? Vinny has a degree. You're all in our totally street cats. We never went to college, nothing like that. And really? Mark, yeah. Mark huh. never, you never went to college, but you are classically trained. Yeah, I was classically trained since I was five, and yeah. I went to a couple of art schools when I was uh, middle school and high school, but it, that was knowledge from when I was a kid. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's your street street rat too right yep. yeah street, street yeah rat. so we're kind of half, half, half you know? <laughs> um i th i think the biggest thing for us is we just have so much influence man like so, you know we love heavy stuff and cinematic music and jazz and uh you know whatever i mean it it rarely ever starts with i don't think we've ever really written being like all right it's going to be in d right and it's going to be in nine eight we never really do. it's always like a a concept, you know, whether it's a thematic thing or whatever, you know. And I hear that because the different songwriting styles are there and they're they're obvious. But the thing that I really like about that is that, you know, when Justino writes a song, it's not 
four minutes of guitar solo with everyone kind of backing God you God. up. Thank God. You know I what I mean? definitely don't want that. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's such a common thing. The, the ego kicks in for musicians so often, yeah. especially when they're writing. And and next thing they know, yeah, they've they've done this. They've created this thing they love because it's very self indulgent. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily doing the song justice. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And I hear what I hear when I'm when I'm listening to this music is that everyone seems to be interested in really one thing, and it's what does this song need, and what does it yeah. not need? Because there's there is such a thing yeah. as adding too much, having too many parts. No mm-hmm. doubt, yeah. And uh, even though you guys have a lot going on, you're doing that obviously somewhat trained composition thing where you know you could add strings you could add horns you guys do on your album uh and it doesn't sound like too much and um a great college professor music theory college professor told me once and it blew my mind as a teenager because uh, i wasn't in his class i just knew him um but he said uh the how do you make a room full of 60 or 70 or 80 musicians n- sound like anything but mud and I said, I don't know. And he said, well, that's an orchestra for you. One, you don't have everyone playing everything all at the same time. And two, the more musicians there are, generally speaking, the, the more simple each part needs to be. And the parts need to support each other. They don't always support each other by you know, playing the same notes in different tonalities, but that happens. Sometimes they complement each other. Sometimes it's contrast. But either way, the overarching goal is supporting everyone. Yeah, and that's where you get the difference between that you know beautiful harmonic uh, quality that comes from this kind of music and mud yeah, <laughs> that yeah, exists I, out there. I absolutely agree with that, man. Because you're you're making one sound. Yeah, you know, and you know sometimes my my part might be just you know some crazy ethereal guitar sound in one note while a bunch of other stuff is going on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, none of that matters. It, as long as the overall, as long as the one sound is a big, polished, tight sound, yeah, then I'm happy. Yeah, you know? and that's amazing. Ant Hill Cinema live in studio with us here on Live Music Showcase. Uh, we're gonna have them play another song here in just a minute, and then uh, we're gonna tell you a little bit about the show and who's coming up next week. And then I think they're going to play one last one after that to take us out of the broadcast. That works for you guys. Yeah. You guys sound great, man. I appreciate the, uh, the the holiday fodder today as well. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's subtle. I it's like subtle. Christmas. And, you know, before we dive into this next song, Jason, something you said earlier uh, just came back to my the front of my mind about subliminal messages. What's the subliminal message in that song? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. drummer just oh. like chuckled, but read them all out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's how many are there? Uh, at least six. There's Universal. there's six defined hidden uh, subliminal messages in it. I love that. So the music is a little bit of a almost a puzzle. People can once you figure out the decipher. one thing we're doing, you can figure out all six of them. Really? Yeah. So so that's the cipher. Yep. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Okay. The cipher. Six messages, but just one trick. That's what the whole album, next album should just be. The cipher. Yeah. The cipher, yeah. You read it all together. <laughs> Man, every I'm, third word. I'm genuinely something. about to dig into all of this music now that I know that there are subliminal messages. Hey, every, yeah, I mean, every, everything that we've done has something behind it. It's rarely ever just like, all right, cool, that's the song, you know? Yeah. Like on, on our album cycles, every instrument represents characters and a lot of that. See, and that's, that's one of the really cool things that a lot of people don't appreciate about the training that it takes to write like this because the intuitive songwriters 
they spend a lot of time experimenting with with sounds and melodies because they just don't know where to find those. Whereas the people that have that training, they know where to find those melodies. They don't have to spend that time doing that. So they can spend that time doing other things like adding subliminal messages to the music, for example. (laughs) I love that. Ant Hill Cinema, Everyone Has Anxiety. The new album is on all streaming platforms. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you want to uh, listen to any of your music. You guys also have a show coming up. Uh, When is that show again? Yeah, we're going to play December 22nd at the Blueberry Patch. Very cool. And people can find you guys, all of the information about you guys at anthillcinema.com. Is that right? That's correct. Awesome, man. All right, well, let's hear another song. All right, this song is called The Big Blue Thumb.
Showcase here on 88.5 Ant Hill Cinema. Joining us here in studio today. Man, you guys sound great. And that's our show, everybody. Thanks so much for listening in and for watching here on the live stream. Uh, WMNF's Live Music Showcase on Facebook is where you can watch the live stream if you aren't already watching. So go over there. Give us a like. Give us a follow. And uh, you'll get notifications every single time we go live, which is every Friday at 2 p.m. Next week on the show, we have Samantha Lee, the uh, powerhouse hey, voice of Sammy Lee. Yeah, man, she is just spectacular. Coming in, coming in with a full band. Got to play some original tunes. I know she's got some Christmas tunes for us, too. So very festive, I think, for the uh, for the season. Really can't wait to have her. Our uh, show, unlike most of the other shows here at the station, we have a huge crew of people that are involved on this show. Our sound mixer, sound mixer Mark Perfetti. Audio assistant is Pam Robinson. Video director today is Ed Lehman. Our camera operators are Marcy Connors, Charles Holsoppel, and Bree Shoemaker. Board op is Charlie Cushing. Our social media is Erica Flashkemp. Our photographer today is Erica Flatskamp as well. I'm your host, Ken Apperson, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Before you guys play this last song, Justino, if you had one of your new Ant Hill Cinema fans standing right in front of you, what would you say to them right now? Ooh. Yeah. Got to be real nice. How old are they? Uh, I'll let you decide. <laughs> How old are they? They're, um, they're old enough to have the FCC standing over their shoulder. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I would I would probably just be very grateful that they listen to us. Yeah? Because at, at the end of the day, that's kind of all I care about. You know, um, We put so much time and effort into this stuff, and all that really matters to me is that people listen to it. You know, you know it shows, really. It's the kind of music that really does scream, we worked hard on this. And I think that people out there should appreciate that. And I think they do. I hope they do, at least. Everyone has anxiety on all listening platforms. Antil Cinema live in studio with us today. Take us out with one last song, you guys. All right, we're going to close it out with a very gentle, sweet ditty. This song is called A Picasso Lie. Vintage guitars, amps, and related gear. Replay Guitar Exchange's mission is to provide the right guitar to the right player for the right reasons. Replay Guitar Exchange is also proud to support Live Music Showcase. More at replayguitarexchange.com.
WMNF, Tampa.